1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad NHL tonight in the first period Minnesota leads Boston 1-0 Senators up 1-0 on the Blue Jackets later Seattle home to the Lightning and the Calgary Flames on fire they're going to be taking on the New Jersey Devils that one starts at 8 Oilers tomorrow against the Buffalo Sabres Mike Smith is going to be the goaltender Yessi Pugliarvi coming back from injury. Chris Russell coming back from injury. Tyler Benson has been placed on waivers. Philip Broberg has been sent to the minors. Furness Family Oilers Hockey tomorrow, 5.30 for the face-off show. And the game at 7 as the Oilers go after their fourth consecutive victory. And as you know, they are now two points ahead of Vegas for third in the Pacific Division with a couple of games in hand general manager, Ken Holland was on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer earlier today. You can get the full interview by signing up for Bob's podcast. If you haven't already, or go to his show page on 630 30 Bob asked Holland, when will Ryan Nugent Hopkins be back in action? Within the next couple of weeks, Bob. Today's Wednesday. I would say, with you know, that's that's the outside edge. I, I'd like to
0: think it's closer to to ten days. So sometime late next week is the is if everything goes according to plan. We're I think we play next Thursday, San Jose, and we play Calgary at, uh, in Calgary on a Saturday, and then and then the Monday, uh, the twenty eighth. Sometime between the twenty fourth and the twenty eighth, if everything keeps going the way it's going, that's sort of the time frame uh so he's still uh you know obviously we play home here too and then we go on the road for two and then we got home so there's still about four or five more games and then and then sometime in that time frame we expect to have him back
1: All right, so uh, there you go Hopefully within the next couple weeks Ryan Nugent Hopkins back in action I can also tell you the Edmonton Oil Kings An amazing season continues there They will host Saskatoon tonight at 7 At Rogers Place So we'll update you once that one gets started Okay, he joins us every week Courtesy Sentinel Storage Shop Canadian, Store Canadian Try four weeks free Visit sentinelstorage.ca Former NHL goaltender, now broadcaster It is Kelly Rudy checking in Kelly, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing really well. Reading yourself?
1: I am doing very well. Great to have you on the show. Man, oh man, I was thinking of you last night because if you've, you have told me a story or two about <laughs> being a goaltender in some high-scoring games in the National Hockey League. Uh, tell me your thoughts on last night and, and playing goal in games like those.
0: Uh, I know people are going to kind of laugh at this, but it's a skill to learn, right? It's, it's. I really do regard it as a skill how to learn to play in games that are, aren't going especially well or how you draft it up when you're, you have a 4-1 lead. You at some point don't think that it's going to be 4-4 uh, against uh, a team that's really been struggling, giving up a lot of goals, and then you score... The go-ahead goal five minutes into the third, and then seconds later they score again, so it's 5-5 all even. And you have to manage your emotions, because I can tell you, you have a lot of negative thoughts at that point, and and you're hoping you have the ability in a game that hasn't exactly gone your way to make big save when needed. And uh, I just remember having a conversation with Jerry Cheevers one time. I think I've told you this story. And he told me when I went from New York to L.A. and we started playing a lot of these high-scoring games just to just to really enjoy it. And the win is the most important thing. It's not the numbers. And so you take a lot of satisfaction in coming through that. I think your teammates also appreciate the fact that you can make a save when it's not going your way because this is what's going to happen on occasion in the playoffs, right, Reed? you will you draw it up that it's going to be a two-one or three-two game all the time. But sometimes they get away from you, and it got away from the Oilers last night. But they're still able to win, and and that's a positive sign.
1: Uh, you know, Koskinen was the goaltender last night, and he's on a pretty good run. And most of his games, he's you know he's been allowing three goals or less. So last night, obviously, yeah. was a tough one. But I, I asked him a couple of days ago, because he had this great quote earlier in the season where he said, I'm too old to worry about stats. So when he spoke, uh, I guess on Monday, I said, you know, really? You don't look at anything, save percentage? Yeah. And he said, well, yeah. I, he said, I might in the off season, but mostly I'm just worried about the standings and getting into the playoffs. Uh, you know, what did you think of that? And did you know your stats when you were playing?
0: Uh, the, the answer for me was, <laughs> I think that's a great answer by – uh, Koskinen, but uh, yes, I did know my stats um, and i I also knew where we were in the standings. in fact, I learned that pretty quickly from Al Arbor because every once in a while we would have a test, and he would he would catch you off guard by where are we in the standings this morning and uh and uh, it was not a pretty sight if you didn't uh know exactly where you were, so that part of it was pretty easy to follow uh, and for my own uh Sake. I just I like to look at my numbers and I I like to uh you know look around the league where where I thought I I stood in regards to other people save percentage to me was a, a huge one um you know goals against averages it's it's a difficult one to really gauge uh how well you're playing because it's you know shot quality all these other different things and uh so yeah goals against is Somewhat of an indicator, but, but not really to me.
1: Okay. So, speaking of Koskinen, and it, the Oilers have Mike Smith, who is brilliant playing the puck. And Koskinen, yeah. I, I would say, is below average at best, maybe even poor. Yeah. Last week yeah. in Chicago, he threw the puck away. Chicago fires it in, though Koskinen did have a good game overall, I thought, in Chicago. Last night, Agreed. cross up with 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 keith i mean maybe that's miscommunication maybe it's on both guys but still it's a, an open net goal for lucas raymond in that in that wild game you know every goaltender plays the puck to some extent the expectation is the goalie will stop the puck behind the net if he can at the very least how, how do you get around koskinen or any goaltender that isn't good handling the puck and again in the context of the Orders have one of the best all time when smith's in net
0: yeah, so th- there are a couple things there. Playing the puck isn't necessarily doing what Mike Smith does. Playing the puck can be as simple as what you mentioned. Going behind the net, stopping it, setting it up for your defense and getting out of the way. And that's what I think Kostman has to rely on or start to focus on as opposed to trying to be like his partner because he's he's just never will. He's uh, I would agree with your assessment. He's rather poor in playing the puck. And when you come out behind the net, last night is a great example. So Duncan Keith is right there. Keith assumed by the position of Kostin that Kostin wants to play it. He waits too long, and I'm sure you heard the audio, uh, and I listened to it again today. I, I believe it's Keith. I don't know his voice that well in a game situation. But somebody, anyways, is yelling something like, clear it or play it. And that doesn't happen. It leads to the goal. But And you could see the... Uh, Reaction from Duncan Keith, he was not happy when he circled back in front of the net. uh, I think that body language would tell you that he thought Koskinen certainly uh, screwed that one up. So I think that what Koskinen should do is when he gets behind the net, go there quickly, leave it for his teammates unless he has plenty of time to make a play. And the other thing is because he struggles so mightily and he's, he's kind of in a rut right now, I would suggest, unless you are 75% sure that you can go behind the net and make a play without making an error, just don't go. And then get it all sorted out. Your defensemen and your wingers, they'll figure it out. You know, if the puck's rimmed around, it goes to the far D, or maybe the, the, the winger pinching down will have to come a little bit lower and handle that puck. But right now it's a disaster, and they've got to fix it. But... The good thing is it's relatively easy. Just really simplify what you're doing and the communication with your defenseman.
1: All right. Well, we'll see what they can do there going forward for sure. Another game coming up tomorrow night. Kelly, we're just going to put you on hold here for a second so you can hear this clip. I I know you've heard it already. Rob and I talked about it a bit last night, but this is uh, Flames head coach Daryl Sutter on uh, possible playoff matchups.
0: And, I, and if you are a wild card team, I sure as hell don't want to play Colorado in the first round because it's going to be a waste of eight days.
1: <laughs> All right. I, you're gonna know, be wasting your time, and you're gonna get swept if right. you have to play the Avalanche. Now that could be the Oilers' fate in the first round. Calgary doesn't have to, does have to worry about it. Uh, you gotta love, you gotta love some of the quotes you get from Sutter, and uh, you know I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship in there too because these two teams are leading their divisions right now.
0: One hundred percent. Listen, uh, you know, somewhat mildly humorous clip, but. There's absolutely no truth to that, and Daryl knows that. There, in today's NHL, there are no no favorites at that level that you would say, for a wild-card team, it's a waste of eight days and you're going to get swept. That just is not the NHL right now. So um, when I first heard it, that, that's exactly what I thought with Daryl. You know, he, is, he says some things that you, you just wonder. Uh, there's absolutely no truth to it. Like, he's been... For months before he was saying Vegas, it's not even cl- close. They're the best team in the division, and uh, it's going to be that way. It's been that way for a while, and it'll be that way for a while just because of the way they're built. Well, that is not the case right now, right? Vegas is reeling. They have a ton of injuries. There's lots of problems there. And so whenever you have a, a coach like Daryl Sutter that likes to say outrageous things, you have to take it with a, a grain of salt. And I do daily when I'm here.
1: Fair enough. Is Colorado the? I mean, we've seen Colorado and Calgary play recently. Obviously, are, are they head and shoulders above the rest of the West? How 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 do you look at them?
0: Uh, well, I've always, you know, first of all, I'd say yes, but you always have to be worried about the teams that play great in the last 30, 35 games and go roaring into the playoffs. You know, I, I think of your Oilers. Uh, 2006. That that's the last time they went to the finals, and I remember covering them a ton, and I I really liked their team, and they they're just they weren't limping into the playoffs because that would be inaccurate, but they the race was so close, and then when they finally got in, I want to say on the second last game game of the regular season, you knew they would be a tough out, and look how far they went, and they beat some really good teams, so. I always think there are some favorites. I'm kind of interested in St. Louis as well. Now, St. Louis, uh, it seemed like Billy Huso was their goalie uh, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more. Now that that competition seems to be, you know, up in the air again. Huso is maybe not quite as strong as he was six weeks ago, five weeks ago. But that is an outstanding team as well, and you know, it, it's just so hard. What are we about six, seven weeks out of the playoffs? To sort of really put your finger on it and say, yeah, you know what, this is a team that I really think is going to be good. And we know at this point in the year, Reed, injuries, right? Like that is going to be such a key once a trade deadline is done because you can't add anybody in a trade.
1: All right. Uh, and there looks like there's a couple of trades in the works here, which I'm going to tell people about in a couple of minutes. Uh, and one does involve the Calgary Flames. I know you're going to uh, check out the game tonight, Kelly. Thanks yep. for hopping on, man. Uh, always appreciate your perspective. We'll do this again next week, my man.
0: You got it. Thanks, Reed. Have a great day.
1: That is uh, Kelly Rudy, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit SentinelStorage.ca. know, I'm just following this, uh, probably like some of uh, uh, some of you guys are. On social media, it looks like uh, Kali Yarncroc is being traded to the Calgary Flames. And uh, Ben Sharat, one of the names out there, going from Montreal to Florida. And what I'm seeing reported now is, first of all, Montreal is going to retain half the salary. Uh, Ty Sminilich is going the other way. A 2023 first-rounder and a 2022 fourth-rounder. So Ben Sharat. Going to the already mighty Florida Panthers. And like I said, Cali Yarncrock looks like he's coming to the Calgary Flames. I do not see uh, that full deal yet, but uh, the trades are starting with the deadline coming up on Monday. Okay, we got a lot to get to tonight. The commissioner of the CFL, Randy Ambrosi, is going to join me between 6 30 and 7. We got Briar Champ Brad Gushu later on tonight. You'll hear some comments from oilers practice today and from general manager ken holland who was on with bob Stoffer. and i'm happy to hear from you as well the hotline is 780-496-0063 as always it is presented by certainty the pro's choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certainty pro all the way back in a couple of minutes <laughs> Okay, uh, so uh, here is the trade I can tell you about now. Uh, Frank Cervelli reporting. Cali Yarncrock going to the Flames. Seattle gets a second-round pick this summer, which is actually uh, Florida's pick that Calgary got in another deal. A third-rounder next year and a seventh-rounder in 2024. And then Seattle also retains uh, half of the salary. And as I told you, Ben Sherratt traded to the Florida Panthers by the Canadians. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Moves are happening. Is there going to be anything left for Monday? Well, maybe a bit. Uh, we'll go to the Certainty Hotline. We have Brian standing by. Go ahead, Brian.
0: Hey, Reed. How are you doing? Good. Good, Reed. Uh Yeah, I was just going to just gonna ask you, uh, and, and I have a thought
1: that I was going to ask you what you thought of the... Uh, Possible Oiler uh, players that could be moved out to bring in um, certain players, and my my first thought is, uh, yeah, forget about a goalie this year, but um, yeah, you know, possibly possibly somebody a goalie, but more likely uh, to get a little bit a little bit tougher on defense. Maybe a third pairing defenseman, and maybe another winger that can fight. And I'd like to hear your thoughts, uh, and maybe a Tyson Berry move. Yeah, I mean, it would depend on the handedness of the defenseman, uh, I would think, if they're going to move Barry and if other teams are interested. um, I I mean, I think they're probably looking for a left-shot person with, uh, you know, Russell's going to play tomorrow. They've sent Broberg back down. I think, ideally, they want Broberg in the minors. Um, You know, and I think Russell, maybe they'll see how he does. Maybe they want him as a seventh defenseman. You know, I wonder if a prospect like Sam Rukov could be traded. The Oilers don't have... A lot of second-round picks to, to dangle. I know Stoff brought up the name Brett Kulak uh, last night, plays with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, you know, I might be able to fill that role, and that's probably looking at something like that. I, I agree. I don't think they're going to get a goaltender. Um, off the current roster, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I know they th- people throw Barry's name around, Archibald's name because he can't play in the States, though I think the orders like what he brings to the lineup when he is in action uh Ken Holland did say with Bob today that the defense would be the most likely position that the orders would make a de- an addition at the at the deadline thanks Brian appreciate it Randy Ambrosie, commissioner of the CFL next six thirty Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on six thirty Chad